Warning, this podcast is rated not safe for work for profanity, sexual innuendo, and general silliness. Welcome to the Macabre Academy. Yes, that is what we are, the Macabre Academy. Or the Macabre Academy, if you're feeling spicy. (laughs) Do you know what? I keep trying to, I keep getting stopped from the ads on my car for the macabre academy and nobody can say it i should have picked something easier (laughs) so once again since it's only been 20 minutes for us but for you it's been a week you just have uh myself the uh, notorious duk on twitter follow me i need friends and we have the lovely stephanie the nerdy witch in the house yeah yeah (laughs) Coming to you from inside the broom closet this week. Actually, I think we're more out in fucking space in the dark corners of the... That's true. Although we should totally name your recording studio the broom closet. Yes, we can do that. Once I get... You need to get a sign. Make me one, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I can make anything. You could. I don't know. I can barely make cereal. Put your mind to it. It'll be fine. Hopefully by next episode, I'll have the power cord for my computer. So the quality will come back and then I can get caught up on Patreon videos. We have a couple of people in our new tier too, which is a a head witch, I think it is, or house witch, something like that. But the higher tier, I'm going to start putting the videos out before the episode so you get early sneak peek. And then we have scheduled... Our first ever watch party for the higher tier, 10 bucks a month to watch. There you go. Yeah. History of the World Part 1, December 10th. So you have time to- Get your hollers out, get your dollars out. Yeah. You got time to upgrade to watch History of the World Part 1 with Kevin and me on a Zoom call. So, private Zoom Or possibly from Discord. We haven't decided yet. We'll figure it out. I mean, that's fair, but either way, when we watch the movie, we kind of have to communicate using the chat and then have a video discussion or something later. But, like, during the movie, it's going to be live chat. Yes, we will figure something out. Yeah, it's our first crack at it, but I'm really excited. Yes, we are going to make this happen. It's going to be great. Yep. I try to sweeten the pot, too. So if there is show notes that you want you get to pick one per year and we will autograph it and send it to you you get to see how shitty we spell and kevin's notes my oh god you don't want my notes i love what you wrote for this episode because i was like kevin i need your notes on the google doc and you're like yeah i added them and then i open up the google doc and your only note is kevin says some shit because he still has to finish researching They're accurate. (laughs) (laughs) That's for this episode. That's for today. (laughs) Yes. Yes, it is. Oh, boy. Okay. Aliens. Not saying it's aliens. But it's a conspiracy about aliens. It could be aliens. Yeah. I don't. uh, Okay. So we're still in the middle of above majestic. (laughs) two and a half this is a ride it yeah i mean i guess i kept going because not only were they reaching but they were pulling ancient aliens out it's also like the conspiracy theories because we have yet to do a really good episode on conspiracy other than kurt cobain's death yes yeah we have lots to do we have lots of episodes ahead of us we have plenty of time yeah, you guys got to stay tuned. Like, I'll give you a preview right now. We're working on The Witch of Essex, and we're working on Killer Pets. And that's all I can tell you. That's what we're working on right now, too. So, I have a good cult, too, if I can ever fucking get to it. Problem is, is the book is literally 784 pages. and That's a lot of pages. Yeah, I read it once, but I didn't take notes. And I should have. So, now I got to do it again. <laughs> it's a lot. That might be like a three-parter. That might be my first ever three-parter because I don't know how I'm going to condense that shit down. Okay, so our adventure in Aliens brings us to Yale University. 
Good old Yale. Yeah. So apparently since 1832. That's a long time. Yeah. There's something called uh, the Secret Society of Skull and Bones, also known as the Order. Order 322 Um, and the Brotherhood of Death. So my order is I want fish sandwich, extra cheese, no tartar sauce, or I will kill you. Ketchup, fries, and uh, I'm feeling, I don't know, milkshake. <laughs> oh, my. Fajitas, chicken fajitas, also acceptable. <laughs> Is that your ultimate the order? No, that's just the order for right today. Okay. So this is apparently one of the big three societies at Yale. There's also Scrolling Key and the Wolf's Head Society, but apparently they have nothing to do with aliens. That's just disappointing. I know. So we need the skull and bones. Okay. Yes. So all the members. The elongated skull. Yeah, they're linked somehow. Yes. So hang in with me. Which we totally didn't touch on in the first episode. You mentioned it with the pharaohs, so we're going to get back to that like, okay. in literally a second. So hang in there with me. This is, this is the way they connected these dots. Like you need so much red string to unravel it. It's just it's like, a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. So the order is an undergraduate secret society. But the members who managed to get through developed a reputation. Reputation. Yes, that's the word now. Reputation. A reputation. Love a good reputation. Yeah, right? Um, I feel like there's a shirt in the works for that one. Reputation. 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 Yeah. Don't mess with my reputation. Okay. So they have their reputation as power elite. So people coming out of this secret society, Yale, wind up as presidents, Wall Street tycoons, famous athletes, members of the Senate, Supreme Court kind of deal. There's a full record for like the last like 100 years. Well, I guess it's 70 years or whatever. Whatever. Since it started, there's a record of members over the years. You got to check out this list. It's insane. It's almost like being rich puts you on a good path in life. Yeah, yeah. Shocking. Yeah, big, big shocker. So the documentary showed grainy video footage from a news station. Oh, it was the grainiest. Yeah, it was an initiation ritual where pledges are seen kissing skulls and staging a mock murder. You got to do something to fill the time before the internet. Yes. So this documentary is one of many like books and movies that claim that this secret society plays a role in the global conspiracy for world control. That is what they said. Yes. You know who actually has a conspiracy for global world control? Who? Cats. (laughs) Yeah, I, I believe that. That's like the whole premise of that kids' movie, Cats and Dogs, right? It's the entire premise. Yes. Cats are here to take over the world by looking very cute while simultaneously being little murdering machines. Accurate. You are not wrong. I'm not wrong. I, for one, welcome our feline overlords. (laughs) You're happy to be one of their pets. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Speaking of which, I haven't seen a single one of your cats for either one of these recordings. River jumped up in the first episode. You just weren't paying attention. Ah, damn. Wait, is that right? And you were on a roll, so you were on a roll. I didn't want to interrupt you. Did you name her after, um, don't tell me, which shush, the face stuff? Elevator music here. Uh, Mom brain. I'm going to think about it. It's, It's here. It's got the guy from Castle in it. It's amazing. It's the space western. I love Firefly. Okay. In the Firefly movie, the girl's name is River. Is is that what you're saying I named River after? I'm asking, yeah. No, Doctor Who. Try again. <laughs> I 
different nerdy thing. <laughs> oh my. Okay. So, okay. So the background on the secret society starts with the elongated skulls found all over the world. Yes. That's, that's where it starts. This secret society at Yale. So I love it. Okay. So you were, you were mentioning last episode about how the pharaohs were actually aliens with elongated skulls. Yes. Okay. Well, I didn't bring up the skulls, but yes. Yeah. Supposedly they're hiding the skull under those hat things or whatever. Same thing. Yes. Okay. So there's a perpetual line, a secret lineage protected by the Egyptian priesthood until Rome invaded. So Romans gave safe haven to this hybrid race after they started mating with us, I guess, in the Egyptian humans or something. Uh, they got sanctuary in the Vatican City in Rome. They sure did. Yeah. This is my favorite because... Have you do you know what the like the uh, seven wonders of the ancient world are? I know of them, but I don't know what they are. I was obsessed because there was like Colossus of Rhodes, there was like the Hanging Gardens, um, and a few other things. Okay. One of the things on the list was the library at Alexandria. Yes. What happened to the out the library at Alexandria? It was sacked. And burned. So what what this documentary is asserting is that what was actually burned was tax and census documents, and it was all for show. Yes, it was. 100%. The good shit was saved to keep the secrets of the long skulls, along with pre-Earth histories, safe. In the Vatican Library instead. Yes, it all got taken to the Vatican, where it is still there today. Actually, I had a little, before my mother-in-law threw it out, a little purple book about the secrets of the Vatican. And it is notoriously difficult to get access to the Vatican Library. There is not a single human being. You have to, like, fill out all this paperwork and explain which specific things you want to look at. So you have to know that it's there and why you want it. And then it's like a five-year waiting period before they approve or deny your request for a specific document. So if you don't know that you're looking for pre-world histories, you can't request to look at that. So it's I'm going to now. <laughs> Do you know what it's called? I don't know what I'm it's called. Pre, I'm going for pre-world history. Yeah. So I think what's particularly interesting that a lot of people point out about elongated skulls is that they seem to be coming out of pyramid building cultures. And while we're, while we're still in the Vatican, since we're still here. We're still here. We're still here. We're still in the Vatican. You know what those giant hats they wear would be great to hide? Elongated skulls? Goddamn right it would. That's part of the theory. <laughs> Anytime you see a monarch or a priest or something with a big hat, it's to hide a long skull. It definitely is. It's just not a terrible fashion choice. See, I wish it was more of like Ratatouille. Why can't it be? Yes. <laughs> All the aliens are actually really tiny. And they're pulling your hair. And they're pulling. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's what it is. That is the theory that we have just flushed out live on this pod. <laughs> the aliens are tiny. <laughs> they're aliens are actually very tiny, hiding under hats and pulling your hair to make you do whatever they wanted you to do. <laughs> theory on this pod. It's actually fact now because you can't disprove it. Right. This is a fact. <laughs> We are now a factual podcast. Too. <laughs> I love that's how the internet actually works. <laughs> it is. We said it. It's on a pod. We're going to put it on Facebook and make it official. <laughs> you got to add that to your weird but true. Aliens are actually tiny. They're not even hats. <laughs> okay. So 
some scientist somewhere, which I could not find. I was trying to fact check. I could not find this study, but asserted by Above Majestic, these somebody did genetic testing on the DNA of these elongated skulls. Because apparently there are still people out there that have these. Yeah. There's a tribe somewhere that I forget. Right. Well, what I think is interesting is there's cranial deformation on purpose, and then there's actual naturally elongated skulls. They think they think I I think. I think they think we all think. Thinking's overrated. They tried to do the DNA testing on a skull that was not purposely misshapen. Yes. I don't know how you determine that, but okay. So they they said that the study concluded that there were clear biological differences between the long skulls and a regular human skull. That is what they said. Yeah, on a biological level. I think it was the Boskov skulls. They were yes, that yeah. is the, yes. So they determined that the capacity of said skull, because it's natural, that means the person who, well, the entity or whatever that used to belong to the long skull, definitely had a larger brain, and they were considering IQs of possibly over 300 for those who had a long skull. Yes. Yes, mm-hmm. they do. So there's also evidence of long skulls in Su- Siberia, Mongolian nobility, European nobility, such as like George, King George I in the Vatican, Norwegians in the French. And their note was basically anyone that could conceal their head with a hat that was important. Long skull. Yes. Or tiny aliens pulling your hair. Yeah. So I think what what they're getting at is that all cranial deformation that was done intentionally by a parent to a child was just done out of adoration and emulation of higher alien life forms. That is what they said. Yeah. So because these long skulls were so rampant amongst um, ruling elite classes, they pulled this kid's science fair project from 1988. So this kid chased Trace the lineage of 13 U.S. presidents from the Magna Carta. And basically the documentary asserted that those 13 presidents, therefore, were descendants of long skulls. Yes, I do believe that is what they said. Yeah. From like what, a nine-year-old kid's science fair project? This is way before Ancestry.com. Yeah, 80, 88. Ancestry.com wasn't even a thing. Right. So if you go back to that ruling elite two from the Yale or whatever, from the secret society, 322, they are the, what the one percenters uh, and psychopaths is some sort of new world order. And the documentary like asserts that they have agencies that distribute drugs for the lower classes to raise money for secret programs and to help blind the general public as to the truth going on with their secret societies and the aliens. Yes. Mm -hmm. Apparently. Makes perfect sense to me. Right. These secret programs from the ruling elite apparently have access to cloning so they're asserting that anybody who was ever important and part of the secret society were cloned off of alien technology and the clone dies, but the physical person goes into hiding and then they have access to anti-aging technology. Yes. So none of them really die ever. Or if you do, 
They download your consciousness into a clone, and it's like nothing ever happened. Right. So it's a form of immortality? Sure is. Yeah. Okay. You know the thing about immortality? It's not that you're it's not that you don't die. It's not that you I'm sorry, no, it's not that you live forever, it's that everybody else dies. I I mean, I never thought about it like that. Could you imagine having to make new friends every like 80 years? Oh, I wouldn't want to be immortal. I just don't want to. That would be the worst. Just having to meet, new, just having to make new friends. How do you even make friends as an adult? I have no idea. I mean, I'm stuck in like the learning how to date all over again after eight years. I couldn't imagine swapping everybody out and interviewing every 80 years for the positions of friends and romantic lovers in my life. Ugh. I'm Sounds bad like at, hell. It's awful. Ugh. Seriously, how do people date in their 30s? This is terrible. I can't even make friends, let alone figure out dating. Yeah, you're lucky. You scored a proper sugar mama. I sure set. did. She's a wonderful woman. You want to come up, Sherlock? Stop behind the chair. Okay. So the thing with these secret societies, even though I started as undergraduate and somehow lead you to aliens, this is true for all secret societies, I've noticed. Um, initiates are compelled to get higher and higher because they're like breadcrumbs of tidbits of secret knowledge, leading them deeper and deeper into higher ranks. That is what they said. Yes. Yeah. Well, no, that's true though. That's how it works for the cult. I was looking at it's how it works for Scientology. There's a lot of, there's something to be said about luring people with esoteric knowledge that not everybody has access to. It's a, it's a good business model if you're a cult. So you start getting into some ninth gate bullshit. Did you ever see the movie Ninth Gate? No. What? I have not. What? What? I've what? seen Stargate. Ninth, no, Ninth Gate is a Johnny Depp movie before he started sucking. And they have to authenticate books of the devil and one secret society is using the books and the farther he goes, it gets weirder and weirder into weird sex and murder by the end of it. So that's what happens. Like you get into this secret society, you go higher, higher in the ranks, and then there's one level that you hit where you've got to participate in a ritual of either pedophilia and or human sacrifice. Because you're so far deep, you can't refuse or they'll murder you. And then once you do participate because you don't want to die, they have permanent leverage against you for the rest of your fucking life. Yes, that is what they've said. Yeah. Well, I mean, I believe that for secret societies. It's like, okay, I have enough shit on you now that... If you ever leave, we're going to expose it. I think that's a lot of stuff with like Scientologies like that too. Um, I keep picking solid science. There's some great documentaries on Scientology, man. I've been watching them lately. So I think that's why it's stuck on my brain, but okay. But the part of this that's connected to aliens, you ready? Yes. The human sacrifice and the trafficking of children puts a bunch of negative energy into the universe. Malicious ETs can pick up on it and physically feed off of the fear and trauma caused by said secret society. They definitely can. Yeah. Kids are apparently more innocent and connected to their higher selves. So they're more potent. That is what they said. Yeah. So traumatizing a child will secrete adrenochrome, which is apparently an alien drug. That's what they've said. So if you want to appease the alien overlords and have a higher place in their new world order, once they take over the planet because they're evil aliens, you want to sacrifice some kids. I mean, who doesn't want to sacrifice some kids, though? Yeah. What's 
weird is like it's a secret but not so secret society because it's been around for thousands of years and it's a centralized control group right but recruitment is always in your face through movies musics and video games according yes. to the documentary just like ninth gate Ta-da. Witches, I am in love with this family-run business, Mystical Existence, the bath products that turn your ordinary self-care ritual into a celestial experience. As a witch, my bathing habits are sacred, so I was overjoyed to find products that not only smell amazing, but don't irritate my sensitive skin. My favorite scent is Scorpio which was designed with Maggie's daughter and the perfume her mother used to wear at heart. All soaps, lotions, and bath bombs are handmade with supplies that are purchased from ethical and responsible manufacturers. A portion of the products are vegan for all you animal lovers out there. As the wheel of the year turns, new products are designed to match the seasons. Currently only available in the United States, you can find Mystical Existence on Facebook, Instagram, or at their website, mysticalexistence.com. For 15% off, use our promo code MACABRE. That's M-A-C-A-B-R-E. So this, this th- uh, look, there's some, there's some leaps right now I'm, I'm going with. We sure are. So you have this ancient lineage protected by a secret society and Yale to help keep perpetuating said secret lineage and placing these people in a seat of power. Once they're in the seat of power, they never die. No, they don't. But you're also subjected to evil aliens so that somehow these secret cults need to do despicable things to children. Absolutely do. Fantastic. Okay. So I think this is where the documentary started talking about recruitment into um, the secret space program to help combat this thing. And they were talking about how kids were taken out of school and shit so we're just gonna skip that because apparently one guy was taken to a lunar operations base (laughs) to get recruited uh against the alien reptilian race that feeds off of the adrenal chrome so apparently once you get recruited into the secrets program to combat all this the Lunar Operations Command is still on the moon. Definitely is. And it's been growing over the last couple of decades. And on Mars. Don't forget Mars. Yeah. And then apparently you can get to like Andromeda in 20 minutes from the lunar lunar base. And you can locate eight Earth-like planets with life of them. And two of them will communicate with you while you're on the lunar base because they somehow broadcast radio waves and shit in English. Absolutely. I mean, perfect. But this also gives way to the evidence of perhaps a galactic slave trade. Definitely a galactic slave trade. 100%. Well, do you remember the you, member, member berries? We're having a member berries moment. Alfred Hitchcock did that one episode where we made contact with aliens. They wanted us to come to the planet, but then somebody realized that they were eating the people that they were sending. 
I mean, I mean, apparently human flesh is one of the, the tastiest meats around. So yeah, especially to aliens or cannibals, even right. So if these but not the fine young cannibals, those were upstanding gentlemen, probably. Okay, so hold on now. So these secret societies and our government's secret space program. Yes. Will trade like we'll traffic the people ourselves and pick them ourselves because of course we will it's only polite yeah if we give them human (laughs) slaves and or human cattle they'll give us stuff like tech and biological samples yes us definitely yeah so that technology is given to all of humanity in trade for these things. So it's worth the sacrifice of our own humans to get this technology. Absolutely. Yes. So that somehow creates a debt slave system. Yes, it does. So a day before nine 11, secretary of defense Rumsfeld testified in front of congressmen that $2.3 trillion went missing from the Pentagon. It sure did. Just gone. Like a yep. fart in the night. By 2015, it jumped to $6.5 trillion. Sure did. And it went to unknown project funding. Yes, it did. But it's actually the secret space program with underground facilities 131 of them total worldwide yes so apparently this secret tech shit is gobbling the gross national product global national product by 28 percent sounds like a good gobble yeah it was it was some math and i feel like again it was it was a reach but sure i mean why not yeah. They start going into some weird ghost cities in China and how 29 trillion which is half of the world's wealth is being funneled into underground civilizations for the aliens. Yes. That's that's your cliff notes. That's all you need to know. Well they were saying they were talking about the ghost cities in China and the money spent there in relation to this money that is supposedly spent on these underground cities for aliens. That's how we got from the cities in China to the aliens. Yeah. But I mean, there are 50 ghost cities in China that can hold 64 million residents. They have plumbing, electrical, all that shit, but no one's there to use it. My hot take on those is they're actually missile silos. I, I mean, I like that better than part of secret alien race. I have no reason to actually think this, but they're, I, my gut feeling is they're actually missile silos. No, sure. Come at me, China. I don't know. <laughs> well, I guess the point is, is that no one in the Federal Reserve in America is keeping track. Well, of so- course not, because the Federal Reserve is illegal. Yeah. What, it's Defund one the, giant bank conglomerate thing. The Fed is. Oh, I don't know how to say this without getting having people show up at my house with black suits and black cars. So I'm just going to skip it. Um, the Fed is illegal. Fuck the Fed. All right. Well, apparently, all of the economic crises that has happened between 1800 and 1900 was staged. Private companies rigged measures of economic growth, growth and the shortening of the middle class and disappearance. So basically, they, they staged crises to, again, gave money to siphon into uh, the uh, alien colonies and technology and shit like that 
by the elite powers. It wasn't yes. an actual economic crisis. Cat. It was fundraising. Hi, kitty, kitty, kitty. All right, so we fundraise for the aliens through staged economic crises. That's, we sure do. Yep. Okay. So this is where I had the most fun. This was my favorite part. And if this is all we get to for the rest of Aliens, I'm going to live happy. Okay. So we have access to all of this suppressed alien technology. Sure do. To break that cycle of secrecy and making it public knowledge... Trump was elected president to release suppressed technology by aliens. That is, that is what they've said. Yeah. Trump apparently, again, I did not check fact check this because we're just going purely off this documentary, signed a memorandum to declassify all of the anti-aging and free energy technology. That is what they said. Yeah, so somehow Trump is not connected to these secret societies like at Yale and blah, blah, blah. And because he's not a politician and shit, the aliens and alien advocates were like, this fucker is going to release humanity so that we can let the truth about aliens out. That is what has been said in this documentary. Yeah. And apparently they claim that there is evidence that Trump knows all about our secret space program because of his uncle John G. Trump being buddies with Tesla. That is what was said. Yes. (sighs) Okay. So what I think is actually interesting and fact-checkable, which I did, was Tesla was onto something with his free energy. And there's really interesting commentary from a respected science, scientific uh, community about his research with anti-gravity. So, okay, I'm going to try my best to explain this. This is some heavy shit. One of Nikola Tesla's attempts was to provide everyone in the world with free energy because his world power system, which is a method of broadcasting electrical energy without wires through the ground, never finished. But, 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 but the dream was to provide energy to all points on the globe. And that's still something that exists today. So, all right. In 1928, Tesla registered patent number 1655144 for a flying machine. And it was some sort of fucking hybrid between a helicopter and an airplane. And he had everything figured out in his head and he put the pen to paper to try to create the ultimate flower flower flying machine powered by natural free energy. And he had blueprints for the propulsion system using anti-electromagnetic fields. So when you put all this together, you pretty much have the ultimate flying saucer spaceship. Just naturally using electromagnetic fields already existing in the earth and this would actually allow someone to travel from the ground towards the sky with extreme speeds i think in my brain i kind of think about the monorail thing where it's just like magnets hovering on the thing and it can go really fast you know what i'm talking about yes what's that thing called you mean the one in japan yeah. The bullet train? Yeah. That's what I was thinking of. I had a feeling. 
So there's a way to do that without track using the natural electromagnetic fields in the earth. And Tesla figured out this shit in 1928. So he understood that we could make the universe work for us and everything we need is out there. And not just in space, but already on our planet and the best part of that shit is is that energy that resource free and tesla just latched onto the idea that the universe had limitless potential and we have to like think outside the box to understand and take advantage of the limitless opportunities that are actually available to us so it's thought that Edison was a front man to destroy Tesla and repress free energy. He sure was. Yeah, because based off of the Edison, mar- Edison model, right, you have something that costs money. You can continually collect money. You make a, sci- a society dependent on it. And then you have unlimited monies for the power elite and for the ancient or and for the subterranean alien races. You sure do. Yep. Or it could also help fund the moon space station. Love me a good moon space station. <laughs> where we have an international slave trade. We sure do. Yeah. Okay. Basically, though. The nice aliens want us to have access to that energy, and it's overdue to be implemented. Because there are two types of aliens, as we learned from this documentary. Actually, three. No, they said there were three types of aliens. Yeah. There's three types of aliens. (laughs) The good aliens, the bad aliens, and then there's the middle manager aliens who just don't want to be bothered with anything. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. There are three. I forgot. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. All so right. Not all aliens are good, is what we learned from this documentary. But some are. And there's jump stations to, and there's, there's jump stations that take you directly to Mars somewhere in California. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So this is back to Trump. All right. I just hang in there with me. Okay. Just, uh, this is politics aside, because this documentary is not making fun of Trump. They're being goddamn serious. Oh, they're they're as serious as a heart attack. Yeah, so I'm trying to present it in that scope because it's not my business to get super political. That's my business. Yeah, but the cigarette... (laughs) That's my brand. Get your own. (laughs) Try to explain why Trump is president based on the alien theorists has been my favorite conversation for the last week. Yes, that is fantastic. Okay, so let me let me double back a little bit. There is a secret group of people that try to promote uh, hidden knowledge and interests for the compu- community worldwide. One hundred percent. And they're called like the cabal, and they're in yes. like league with the aliens. To they sure are to free information and shit. So the good aliens use the cabal to try to help humanity. And these are the part of the way that Trump got to run for president. So he could legally help get this country back. And he helped was helped by an international group who wanted to eradicate all of the secret pedophile groups like society 322 and release the free energy. Cause we're supposed to have it. That is what is stated in the documentary. You're right. Okay. So, I also think we're using the term documentary very loosely. It, mm, okay. What's fun about all this is that, they're somehow organizing with the aliens a mass arrest scenario that's supposed to be bigger than Watergate. It's like that same like Epstein didn't kill himself BS 
right? But the aliens and the cabal want that shit brought forward so that we're not funding the evil aliens with that trauma energy. That is what was put forth in this. I don't want to call it a documentary anymore. <laughs> it feels disingenuous. <laughs> yeah. So we have Trump is the front man for the aliens, the good aliens, right? Good now. aliens. Yes. The good, the good aliens. How I met your aliens. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they started going into Nexium and shit and Watergate and. Okay. I've had enough of this bullshit. I can only take so much. Wait, wait, there's like three more bullets and then it's all yours. I'll give it to you. All right, hurry the hell up. Okay, so the documentary summarized itself at the end and it's saying that a movement is beginning. So they've summed it up as 40 to 60 extraterrestrials contacted us to ask humans to grow their consciousness and demand the release of these suppressed technology. The cabal keeps fighting internally and trying to unprogram our consciousness from the matrix constructed by the evil aliens and the power elite. We need to get Keanu Reeves on this bullshit right now. Yeah. Now. Power, uh, powerful uh, like emotions of love and unity will release that into mass waves of positivity in the universe and it'll stop all this shit from happening. And the best way to do that is the di- disclosure of technology so that we can reach the golden age promised to us for thousands of years and be a prominent galactic force in the universe. Yes. It was urging us to do all that at the end of the documentary. That is what they said. Yes. <laughs> now that that bullshit is over. <laughs> I want to put forth my own theory that has very little to do with aliens. <laughs> That's the episode. It's it's aliens. Yes, I know. But I, I'm tired of putting I'm tired of dealing with this stupid bullshit. So <laughs> I can only take do. I can only take so much. I feel like there's an, a, a real episode that needs to happen on plausible. Yes. So, I, alien I am, science. I am, I am all for that kind of stuff. This stupid thing <laughs> that you made me spend now seven hours of my life on needs to end. It's amazing. So, and you love me for it. <laughs> I actually hate you, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> Our friendship so, is built entirely on disdain. <laughs> For each other, primarily. <laughs> We're only tied together to the fact that you're an attractive man and I'm not an ugly female <laughs> that smokes cigars. That is it. So, here's where I'm going to start my my small dissertation, if I may. <laughs> okay. I'm not sure what a small... Di- I know, like, a small no- novel is a novella. I don't know what the small ver- version of um, dissertation is, but you're about to hear it. Okay. So, back in ye olden time, we had a plethora of myths, right? So, what are some? What is a myth? You you tell me. What is a myth? A myth is a story told to explain some phenomenon in pre. Enlightened people, I guess. Yes. So, like the myth would be like creation of the world. There's no way to know that for ancient people, so they created stories. That's a myth. Okay. So, the definition I've had, I found that I really like is the word myth is derived from the Greek word mythos, which actually means story. Myths came. Myths usually come about during a time in which science, philosophy, and technology were not very precise. So some examples are the Egyptian god of Ra, uh, Poseidon, uh, the, the Mayan mythology of the Oricon. Do you know what the Thunderbirds are? No. 
I think they come out of the Ojibwe tribe, but they're Native American, and they are the thunder and the lightning. Oh, very cool. Yeah, their mythos is really cool, and you have to, like, give them offerings of tobacco during these storms for protection. I like them already. Yeah. And then, you know, there's there's the North mythology of Thor, and and these go on and on and on, because every culture has their own myths, right? Mm -hmm. Cupid is from Roman mythology. I should have known that. In fact, I probably didn't and forgot. But anyway, so myths, ex- myths exist to explain the world around you in a way that people can understand, right? Right. So we've moved on from the old times where we didn't understand anything till now where you can pull your phone out of your pocket and know anything you could possibly want to know in 30 seconds. But that also gives you misinformation at the same time. I'm, I'm glossing over that. Okay. It's just that we have we now have access to information and technology sciences that our forebearers could only could never even conceive of, right? Mm-hmm. They didn't understand weather patterns or what storms were or where hurricanes came from or why the ground was shaking underneath their goddamn feet, right? They had no idea. Right? They didn't know. They had, they, they had no way to know. So they made up these stories. Like we tell kids, oh, thunder is angels bowling. Fuck you. Right? Like this is the stuff we tell kids. Because right. they, we don't think they can comprehend it. Oh, there's weather and there's this and that. Like they, we don't think they can get it so it's angels bowling or some bullshit like that. Right? So we've thrown aside all these old myths. They don't exist anymore. We've gotten rid of them. Then it's, oh, oh, it's just a cute little story that we can tell people, right? Mm-hmm. So those myths, the old myths are gone. We've replaced them with what are called techno myths. Have you heard of these? No. Oh, I'm interested. I'm in. See, this is my note where this is the shit that Kevin is still researching. That's, this, this, is my sto- this is my part of the notes. Okay. So... The concept of a techno-myth is that we have forgotten the Greco-Roman myths of the past and filled in that gap with modern-day versions. Aliens. Partly, yes. Some examples of these techno-myths are that there's aliens living at Wright-Pat Air Force Base, Someone's invented a carburetor that gets 150 miles to the gallon and the the automobile companies bought the patent and are sitting on it. Russians train children in ESP at at a secret base in Siberia and these kids can kill people anywhere with their thoughts. The, the lines at, at Nazca, Peru are actually an ancient alien spaceport. The CIA released AIDS to kill homosexuals. That one might not be a myth. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Tesla is discovering his his energy source, but all of his notes are missing. And you know, there's a 10th century drawing in Istanbul that shows the Earth from space. Right. So now these are the myths that we've chosen to move forward with, since we know that all the Greek, the Greco-Roman ones are just bullshit stories. So we're now, we've now created new bullshit stories to make ourselves feel better. Because we need to believe in something. I personally believe I'm going to have another beer. But well, I think, I think just witch's perspective, right? There are some positive energies in the universe and there's some negative that affect everyday things that we can't explain. So sometimes still having those myths or stories can give us a little bit of comfort. But I don't think, like, I feel like the ancient ones are more comforting than these techno myths that you're talking about. Because me as a witch, the, t- the ancient myths are what I'm clinging to. Right. But, but by and large, you know, we don't believe that the, the trials of Hercules actually happened. No, but I do believe that there is strength that you can 
draw by watching or experiencing a thunderstorm and being in that moment with it can help be a sense of like meditation and Zen that can help you be at deeper peace with yourself. Like I believe right, that, that I, that's not what I'm talking about. Right. But I, do I think angels are bowling? No. Right. But like I said, that's a story that we tell to children. Yeah. So then, so they're like, Oh, what is that? Why is it so loud? What is happening? Oh, don't worry. Thunder is just angels bowling. It's some shit. We just tell kids. So Evie, I should just tell her it's aliens. Just sure. Why not? Fuck yeah, it. Flat out it. aliens. It's aliens. That's the intergalactic slave trade machine taking off to take people to the fucking Mars jump room. And... So they could be slaughtered for mass consumption by aliens? Yes. <laughs> Get her on the right track early, goddammit. You're not doing your job as a mother if you're not preparing her for the intergalactic slave trade where people are melted down into goo and fed to everybody else. If you're not doing this, you're failing as a parent. <laughs> I'm going to have to catch up on some of these techno myths so I can keep her abreast. Yes. <laughs> She's in that Y phase too, so this would be really fun. Oh, perfect. I, I see a spinoff podcast. <laughs> Explaining things to my toddler that keeps saying why. Exactly. <laughs> we could probably do that for a Patreon, honestly. We, no, I'm saying we actually create a spinoff podcast where that's what we do. No, we'll we would do have it. a billion downloads overnight. I say we test it out on Patreon. We get my little girl, put her on the video chat, and just let her ask why, and you and me try to explain it to her. I love this. Like, <laughs> I, we're going to try it on Tuesday or Wednesday, I'm telling you, when I have her. We're going to try it. Oh, this. shit. <laughs> well, it is 12.32 in the morning. So we're done. We should probably be done, because I think we're both getting loopy. Uh, yeah, but this one was fun. Yes. And I like that you drew my attention to... Um, Technomyths, because that's not something I considered. Maybe that's why this is so fun. Do laughing at these things. I don't know. Aliens. Aliens. All right. So are you gonna use some sort of alien esoteric knowledge to pick a non-offensive dare? Okay, my darling witches, it's time for your weekly non-offensive dare. You must be a Patreon to participate so you can earn points for your house. Each month, the house with the most points gets to vote on weekly non-offensive dares, topics of future episodes, and so much more. Each week, once you've gotten your dare, you must safely and creatively complete a post on social media so that we can see that you've done the task. You can tag us at Twitter at Macabre Academy, or you can tag us on Instagram at The Macabre Academy, and you must include a hashtag with your house name to obtain the points. The world is a fucked up place. These dares are designed to bring silliness and random acts of kindness into the world. You must safely complete your dare. If you are unsafe, your points will not be counted. You can also earn additional points for your house by being the first to submit episode corrections to us at themacabacademy at gmail.com. Also, if we use your ideas or stories in a future episode, more points may be awarded. Let's return to the podcast to see what your weekly non-offensive dare will be. I still have to do a weird but true. I thought we'd do it in reverse this time. Oh, you want? Oh, we're changing things up. Yeah. Oh. Oh, you want to be on top tonight? Yeah, I'm definitely okay. on top. We can definitely do that. Okay. All right. Pick me a uh, number. Pick you a number. Seventy-two. Okay, your non-offensive dare this week is to start a journal. There you go. Bullet journal is encouraged. Mm -hmm. My wife's taking up bullet journaling. It's incredibly interesting to watch. 
What's bullet journaling? I have no goddamn idea. Actually, this is also a good time to start a book of shadows because that is a glorified journal. There you I go. Do that workshop too. We'll do a workshop on it. We'll workshop it. Yeah. All right. So you get to end the episode on your best weird but true yet. I don't know if it's my best, but you it's definitely to- it is definitely both weird and true. Okay, I'm ready. More people have drowned in molasses than have been eaten by coyotes. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, who calculated this? Somebody. <laughs> Time to go. You know what? <laughs> There's been an unusual amount of molasses deaths. But I really feel like coyote deaths out. No- oh, nope, I'm wrong. I had to. I'm, I was completely wrong there. I just <laughs> lost that bet. <laughs> I wanted to see that guy. He's either drunk or. You know, high. You know he's going in the Excel, Excel spreadsheet, just typing away, then he gets down to the bottom and goes, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's money I'll never see again. <laughs> I I probably enjoy this one more than I should. <laughs> if you're walking down the street, you see a coyote. You're safer than molasses. Or you see a bunch of molasses. Go to the coyote. Statistically safer. Unless you might be able to pet it, which is always fun. I feel like we need a shirt for that too. I don't know why I'm so obsessed with shirts the last two weeks, but always pick the coyote. It's safer. Statistically, it's safer. (laughs) Okay. All right. I think we need sleep and we need fresh material cuz i think we've we've milked the alien thing as far as it can go right now come on the molasses and coyotes was fresh off the press i just found that i know i really want to talk about it for 10 more minutes but i don't think anybody loves it as much as i do <laughs> that's why we have that's why we have text messaging just hit me up i'm going to be i'm going to be playing a game downstairs where i'm currently being attacked by two different monkeys <laughs> One of them doesn't have a head. He's holding it. What? Yeah. What the fuck are you talking about? I'm getting about? I'm getting fucking smoked by these monkeys. It's not even funny. What is this game? What are you playing? Uh Shadows Die Twice. And one of the mini bosses is a boss I beat before. It's a monkey where I cut his head off. And then he picked up the monkey and kept attacking me with a sword and his head. And now I've moved on to another part of the game where I meet that monkey. And after I beat him the first time, he calls down another monkey that I have to beat and then beat the first monkey a second time. I'll send you a YouTube video. I feel like there's 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 a naughty reference to be had here. Them getting spanked by a monkey? Yes. Yes. <laughs> also a Bloodhound Gang song. Mm. All right. I'm tired. I'm done. Okay, guys. We're off for we're off for this episode. We'll catch you again again next week at the same bat time, same alien channel. Hopefully with less monkeys, but Pretend make mediocre decisions. Mediocre decisions. I don't want to put too much pressure on anybody. I'm just hope we're not taken over by the alien overlords. By the oh, we definitely are now. Yeah, I feel like we're on the radar now that we've tried to expose them. One hundred percent. But again. No pressure, make mediocre decisions. Have a great week, everybody. We have no idea what our next show is, so we can't tell you, but it'll be here. Have a great night. I'm out. Bye. Bye. This podcast was brought to you by Nerdy Witch in partnership with Sound Maiden. We want to thank all of our wonderful Patreons. For updates, please follow the Macabre Academy on Facebook. Remember to like, share, and listen exclusively on Buzzsprout. Soon, we'll be available wherever you listen to podcasts. <laughs>